Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are Chris Lee and Blake Lovell here at Southeastern 14 doing our power rankings as we head into week seven. Uh, thanks for watching. As always, if you're interested in advertising with us, caroline.smith at southeastern14.com. Let's jump right into power rankings, number 14, where they had been all year. Vanderbilt, the Commodores, went to Gainesville, did not look good. Uh, Vandy stays at 14. Don't w- know what else to say there. It's kind of a broken record at this point. Number 13, Mississippi State, Blake. Uh, handled, well, I shouldn't say handled, beat a Western Michigan team by, I think, 10 points. That's probably a bottom 15 or 20 team in the FBS and maybe worse than that, Will Rogers hurt his shoulder, it appears, his non-throwing shoulder. Woody Marks was hurt, uh, adding injury to insult. Uh, hey, at least they won the game, but things not looking great for the Bulldogs going forward. Well, if you're going to look at it from a Mississippi State standpoint, at least they get a week off this week because it comes at the right time, I guess, except given the injuries. But, yeah, this is a team that, as we said, still – trying to find its way uh, halfway through the season, but um, they get a break here and then jump right back into the the grind of the SEC schedule after that. But yeah, it's been, um, it's been up and down and having injuries to, you know, quarterback and running back, uh, not ideal heading into the bye week. At number 12, Arkansas, the worst offense in the league per play. Uh, Arkansas is running a gauntlet of a schedule right now. Uh, the Razorbacks had a shot late against Ole Miss, couldn't pull it off. Not happy times in Fayetteville right now. Not happy times because, again, I think there were much higher expectations for this team in terms of just being able to pull out some of these games that, um, let's, call, let's face it, have been close, right? Like three of their last four games they've lost by a touchdown or less and just have not been able to to, to make it happen. And, you know, what's your follow-up to that? Well, now you get to go to Alabama who has completely found their way at this point. So, yeah, not a not a trend that's heading in the right direction, it seems, for Sam Pittman's team here. Number 11, South Carolina, which had a bye week after the loss against Tennessee. Big game coming up, kind of a swing game to the season with Florida. Uh, we'll see if South Carolina can, can stay healthy enough to win it. But so far, Spencer Rattler uh, has been one of the better players in the league and, and has held them in some games where – without him it might not have been pretty yep i mean they're not scoring a lot of points but he's giving them a chance i think right now and again we talk about teams that felt like the bye week came at the right time felt like that was the case for south carolina uh this past week so maybe uh this is a a great opportunity to sort of jumpstart things and get a little revenge after the gators beat them 38 to 6 last year Number 10, the Auburn Tigers. Boy, Auburn is running a gauntlet of a schedule right now in terms of teams that can really move the ball. It was Texas A&M a couple of games ago, Georgia two weeks ago, bye week this week, and then a road trip to LSU followed by Ole Miss. Uh, The problem for Auburn is they can't score, but that defense has been salty, held them in there against Georgia, and, and very interested to see what they can do 
against LSU in a battle of strength on strength this weekend. Well, yeah, it's um, to, to be able to beat LSU, I think you got to score. And, um, you know, I think the passing offense certainly continues to get the focus here. And, you know, what did they do kind of in that bye week to, to be able to really kind of look ahead and figure out how they're going to fix some of those issues, specifically in the passing game. So, yeah, a uh, big road trip to Baton Rouge. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think you got to got to score points to be able to keep up. And if Auburn can do that, like I said, defense and looking at what they've been able to do on that side could make things interesting there. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Number nine, the Florida Gators, who pounded Vanderbilt in a revenge match over the weekend. Graham Mertz was super active or super accurate with the ball last weekend in carving up Vandy's pass defense. Montreal Johnson had his best game of the year. Florida checking in at number nine after a, a couple of disappointing weeks. Yeah, I mean, look, Florida's, like I said, Mertz has been better than people give him credit for this year. Um you know, I think you look at the defense, right? It's been statistically, in terms of like total defense, been one of the best in the SEC. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, I know they're sitting here at ninth, but I still think bouncing back the way they did, specifically in the second half, like we talked about before, I think the first half, not the prettiest of times against Vanderbilt, but, um, you know, now this is where you start to to get into those kind of games, right? Going at South Carolina, a big win there. It would be if the Gators can get that and kind of continue to move in the right direction here. All right, number eight, the Kentucky Wildcats, who tumbled down the rankings after a beatdown at Georgia, in which Kentucky was outgained by over 400 yards. Devin Leary's troubles continue. Kentucky's defense sprung a leak against Georgia. I don't think that will be characteristic of this team going forward. Uh, Kentucky gets a bounce-back opportunity against Missouri this week that, that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a it's a very important part of the schedule now for Kentucky in terms of how you bounce back after the Georgia game. Because like you said, they host Missouri coming off their first loss. They host Tennessee after that. They got to go to Mississippi State in there, which, you know, I think is always a little tricky, especially given, I think, Kentucky's strengths and weaknesses. But and then, of course, you still got the home game against Alabama, too. So it's yeah, this is a, a very kind of pivotal month, I think, for this Kentucky team. And, you know, yes, coming off their first loss of the season. You don't want to hit the panic button, but um, that is the kind of loss that we've seen, you know, Georgia hand to teams in the past, Chris, that can just completely deflate you uh, when you lose a game like that the way they did. But they've got to be ready to go against the Missouri team, who we can just go ahead and transition into them, um, will be eager to kind of prove themselves after their first loss as well. Yes, Missouri coming in at number seven. The, the Tigers looked awfully good for that first 20 minutes or so against LSU, and then it kind of fell apart. Brady Cook became mortal. Um, LSU found a little bit of defense, and Missouri couldn't quite keep up with Jaden Daniels. Uh, the, the Tigers in Kentucky will, I will guess, settle the 7-8 debate if you got an issue with how we did it this weekend in Lexington, and, and, and that'll be one of the top games I'm looking forward to watching this weekend. Well, Brady Cook may look mortal at times. I'll tell you who's not looking mortal still to this point. That's Luther Burton. Um, oh, he was just unbelievable. I mean, he, he's at at least 114 yards in five straight games receiving wise uh, he's had 96 receiving yards in every single game this season at least 140 yards in the past three games and it, at least 10 receptions in those games too just unbelievable i mean this guy is just ridiculous you know we talked about last year we thought this is what he could become and to see what he's become now this season is just a it's a remarkable thing to watch and so i know missouri fans upset after their first loss felt like they had their opportunity there against that one but 
I still think they're in good hands moving forward um, with with Brady Cook throwing it to Luther Burden. And and I think the defense, look, LSU's an elite offense um, in, in every way. And so, yeah, I think Missouri will, will have a chance to bounce back. But very important game, like we said, for the number seven, number eight teams here this week. Number six, Tennessee, which I think actually moved up a couple of notches by virtue of not playing last week. Uh, the the Vols really haven't played. It, it might, given that some of the games these teams are playing lately. But, yeah, the Vols get one of their first real tests of the year. The only really good team Tennessee has played uh, was – I mean, I say that. We don't know what Florida is. We've got them at nine. But Tennessee lost that one, the only true road game to this point. Uh, did have a neutral game against Virginia. Beat South Carolina for whatever that's worth. But biggest test of the season, in my mind, with Texas A&M coming to town. Joe Milton really needs to start stepping up his game. And I'm very interested to see Tennessee's defense – and how it matches up with a really good A&M offense. Yeah, here's the real big first test, I think. Now, like you said, that's not taking anything away from Florida, but now you're in a home game setting against Texas A&M, who we know is much improved, and you haven't heard Texas A&M yet because they're higher in our power rankings, our staff's composite rankings this week, than Tennessee is. Um, and so, yeah, this is a huge game. And like you said, I'm very curious to see how Joe Milton plays. The defense obviously – has been doing some good things. Uh, we know what they can do running game wise, but yeah, this is this is a big one because remember, after this, you have to go to Alabama and go to Kentucky up next, and then you've got at Missouri still. You know, we talked about this previously. Georgia at home, like their next five SEC games, like just in terms of how the schedule falls, it's brutal. Um, and so, this is a very important game this week for the Vols. We've got LSU at five. I think you could argue ranking. LSU higher so much attention has been given to that defense but as Missouri learned you just can't stop that offense and Jaden Daniels right now and I could argue that that LSU deserves to be higher but we got them at, at five this week and they'll be heading into a strength on strength matchup as we mentioned earlier with Auburn that I'll be fascinated to see yeah I mean I think I had LSU higher and you know it's wild to think about but it's like you keep looking at them you're like well it's a team that's two losses can you really rank them that much higher but it's just like you said, you you just really can't stop them. And, you know, they they may play in a lot of games the rest of the way. I would fully expect most of their games to be, you know, 35-plus points on each side just because unless they fix the defense, they're going to give up points. But I just don't know how you stop this team completely. And, you know, probably not going to be weeks every week where they give up a 55 like they did to Ole Miss or something like that. And so Jaden Daniels has just been so good. And I think to me it's like, well, if you're ranking them, you put these teams on a neutral field. I'm still putting LSU ahead of a lot of teams in the SEC uh, just because of how well they mm -hmm. play offensively and having Jaden Daniels at quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, they – and like we said, Chris, we're going to talk more about this on the Daily Show today in terms of like the SEC West title race. But, my goodness, they, they're they still right there. And with the way they're playing offensively, I just don't know how you completely count them out at this point. So. We've got Texas A&M at four. We are higher on the Aggies than the general public. And maybe that's unfair because A&M also has lost two games. But, again, I go back to how good that offense is. And we put them ahead of, of LSU. We don't think A&M's offense is as good as, as LSU's, whose is. But big difference in the defenses, I think. And, and they'll be tested with that road trip to Knoxville. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were, what, heading into that Alabama game. I don't think we have the updated stats just yet. It doesn't look like the SEC has updated it completely. But, you know, they were in the top three in the SEC and, you know, offense and defense in terms of, you know, scoring offense, total defense and all that for A&M. And, 
I didn't think they played bad against Alabama, right? I don't think you come out of that just panicked or any, by any means. Um, because Alabama, as we mentioned, is just they're stepping up, they're making, you know, plays now and um, you know, offensively. And so I, I don't really change my opinion all that much on AM coming out of the Alabama game. It was a, a missed opportunity, sure, having that game at home, but um I still think AM's just fine. And like we said, now going to a a very important road game at Tennessee. Number three, Ole Miss wasn't always pretty, but it was good enough to beat Arkansas. Uh, Ole Miss really, and I know it's not got a resume loaded with huge wins, but has got some solid ones so far. The Georgia Tech win looks a little bit better. Uh, the Tulane win, the win is a nice one. Um, the LSU win certainly looks better than it did a week ago. Um, Ole Miss checking in at number three, and, and, and really I have a hard time justifying putting Ole Miss anywhere other than three. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, when you think about just the way the schedule falls, right? I mean, they get the bye this week. They go to Auburn next week, which, I mean, that's going to be a game they're going to be favored in. They host Vanderbilt after that. They'll be favored in that one. They host A&M at home. They'll probably be favored that one, depending on how things go here for the next couple of weeks. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like this is just kind of – I feel like Ole Miss is still kind of that team that maybe you're not talking about enough just yet, just because the schedule hasn't been completely – brutal although when you think about it i mean we say that and i've heard some people say that let's remember they have played alabama they've beaten lsu um you know like you said georgia tech game looks a little better the Tulane game so yeah i mean i think Ole miss is probably a team that's fine just sitting here feeling like they're not being talked about as much as an alabama or maybe even an a&m or an lsu based on what they're doing but they just beat lsu and so yeah i think you know Ole miss is kind of an interesting team to watch here moving forward like you said we are going to break down the sec west title race and Let's not forget um, their, their schedule, I think, sets up fine. They still got to go to Georgia. But, um, yeah, with their their offensive ability, uh, again, there's there's a lot to like about this Ole Miss team right now. All right, Blake. It's October. It's Halloween month. All right. Come on. We, let's, and and like, like, um, like Freddy Krueger, everybody said Alabama was, was dead and gone. And guess what? They pop right back up. They smack A&M in the mouth in College Station. It's not always pretty, but uh, Alabama's got a little bit of identity. That defense got salty again. Just when you think they can't run the ball or can't throw the – excuse me, just when you think they can't throw the ball after last week running it just about the whole game, here comes Jalen Milrow. Here come the Crimson Tide. Alabama number two, not dead yet. Look out playoffs because Alabama is making a charge. Yep. Shocker that our number two and number one teams are the who they are after all the debate earlier in the season. Kind of, you know, what's this thing going to look like, even for both teams at this point? But here we are, week seven. Alabama's number two, Georgia's number one. Go figure. Like, that's just, yeah, it, all is right in the world again for Alabama and Georgia fans at this point. So, yeah, no, no real argument at, at number one. Again, um, we had them here based on last year until they kind of fell out of it. Nobody had outplayed them to this point. Uh, Georgia really puts the hammer down on Kentucky with 600-something yards to 100-and-something. And, oh, um, here we are, Georgia number one another week. Yeah, and again, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And nobody has beaten the man in quite a while now. So, yep. Georgia, here they are. That was the performance, as we talked about in the reaction video on Saturday, that um, was always there for this Georgia team. It was just a matter of when we were going to see it this season. Fortunately for Kentucky, it happened to be against them. And, uh, yes, Georgia is the 
the man right now, given uh, that performance. So, you know, who's the man around here. Who's that? You are. Because wow. in addition to all the football stuff, you're cranking wow. out basketball stuff left and right. Um, wow. Media Day's coming up. So just a, a public service announcement to let you know if you like our football stuff, basketball's on its way. Best way to get all that, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. For Blake Lovell, I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again.